Well, welcome to The Walrus and the Carpenter. My name is Jason Allegan. I'm the teaching pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Peoria, Illinois. And with me, as always, I can't get rid of him. He's always here, Gary Gear. <laughs> I'm like scabies, you know? <laughs> Something about name, something about lime and yeah, some na- oranges name, or name the parasite of your choice. Oh no, the scabies is not. I'm thinking of what's the one that you need the lime and scurvy. Scurvy. That scurvy I got the wrong thinking, SC. Oh my word. We, we yeah, need to get you. I know. I'm I'm illiterate. O'Brien. Yeah. Well, it, with me as always, and I love having him with me is Gary Gear, pastor of Calvary Baptist Bible Church, also in Peoria, which is two and a half hours away from Chicago for you people who have no idea of the geography of yes, Illinois. Yes, it is. It is the rest of Illinois. Yeah. Illinois is not Chicago. That's right. Illinois is not Chicago. Is there a song about that? If not, we need to write one. Uh, no, but there's one by the seven by the old ninety sevens about Champaign, Illinois, something along the lines. And if you live a mediocre life, you will not go to heaven. You'll go to Champaign, Illinois. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It, it is. That's it is. Funny. It's a hilarious song. So, <clears throat> my friend Pat Aldridge says anything south of eighty is Southern Illinois, and he's a Chicagoan. So. I always take him to task on that and say, we're central Illinois. He goes, nah, you guys are southern. So <laughs> anyway, uh, Gary, would you introduce our topic yes, for today? Actually, today I thought we would we would uh, head off in a slightly more theological direction, uh, abstractly, but not, but not so abstractly. I would like to talk about the subjective work of the Holy Spirit. Now, what do you mean by that? But, well, by that is, first of all, we understand that the Holy Spirit— as followers of Christ, that when we become believers, the Holy Spirit comes in, and looking at John chapter 3, looking at Titus, we we are regenerated. We, yes. we, we, we are supernaturally changed. We are united with Christ. Amen. All sorts of amazing Amen. things happens to us. We are made Christ's brothers or sisters. We are made children of the Father. Uh, having grown up in a Baptist-slash-fundamentalist-slash-CMA home, it's been interesting to note that there's very little talked about with the subjective work of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is due to the fear and the frustration that comes from the excesses of, of, uh, of uh, the charismatic movement. Right. And also the dangers of mysticism. Yes. Yeah. So define, you still haven't defined what you mean by subjective work of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna... it, it's, it's, it's actually a lot more fun when, when, when the roles <laughs> reverse. I, I would say that the subjective work of the Holy Spirit is something that happens within us mm-hmm. in which there is an emotional and or intellectual response that is external to our thinking process, if mm-hmm. I may put it that way. So would it be fair to say this, this is somewhat the experiential side yes. of our experience yes. experiential side of our experience you like that right. i'm boy um but the experiential side of our christianity as the work of the holy spirit in our life etc yes okay and and now there's this is one of those areas in which it is a tightrope because on one hand i think we as believers don't acknowledge the subjective work of the holy spirit enough mm-hmm. and at the other hand we sometimes make it too much of a goal Okay. Especially when you look at the worship wars. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Because a lot of that yeah. ties in, what yeah. am I expecting worship to do? Right, right. But yet at the same time... Yeah, the got... worship didn't really move me today. Yes. Is kind of the expression, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. The idea there. So 
first of all, exploring the idea, what does Scripture say about the subjective Perfect. work of, of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Can can you think of some areas in which Scripture? Yeah, I was thinking maybe that? this. I would maybe you would disagree with this, but the first yes, scripture. yes I disagreed <laughs> with it. All right, folks, it was a great show. No, <laughs> yeah. So um, no, I I think that maybe this is what you're talking about. The first thought that came to mind is Philippians 2, right? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. There's this idea of God working, but I'm working, you know, maybe that's not what you're going for, but that was the first thing that came to mind. I think it needs to start there. Okay. I I think there needs to be a recognition that the Holy Spirit is working in Mm -hmm. our heart and our Mm -hmm. mind, even Mm -hmm. when we don't understand it, and it never stops. Yeah. Because... That's good. This is what I'll hear from people sometimes. Well, suddenly I felt the Spirit talking to me. Okay. Well, no, the Spirit's been talking to you since the moment you became a believer, right. and he hasn't stopped talking yeah, to you. Yeah, So, yeah, maybe the question is, what are the means, if we're going to enter into this category of speaking, what are the means by which the Spirit talks to us? And we would say the Word. Well, I would, I would say the Word is, and again, talking specifically about subjective or experiential. Yes, yeah. It, the word always has to be involved. Yeah, so that's that's the objective piece, right? right? The word is what we read, but how the Spirit takes the word and applies it to yes. us is more of what you're going right. after, and, right? And even looking at, talking about Philippians, moving over to Philippians chapter 4. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, come on, Gary. Uh, and, and, and be anxious for nothing, right. but in everything verse, by prayer and supplication, yeah. let, let your request be made known unto God. Mm-hmm. And the peace of God, yes. which passes Great. all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds. Yeah, And that's one of those passages yeah. that we use so rarely because, again, the idea of how we use the word peace. In, yeah. in, in my mind, I think we've destroyed the word peace in, in, in evangelicalism. We've treated it like some type Thanks, of— Thanks, hippies. Of—, of <laughs> no. no, I'm not thinking of hippies. I, I'm, I'm thinking of people who use right, it like a, a, some type yeah. of dowsing rod. Right, right. You yeah. know, where it's like, okay, well, I need peace to decide mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where I'm going to go to school or right. what car I'm going to buy. Right. Well, I, I like that you're using your hands for the dowsing rod example that nobody can see. I actually had a deacon— <laughs> Who, who was a water witch. Are you serious? I am totally serious. <laughs> he was the most awesome guy, and people would swear that he could find water. He could wells. find water, okay. And and he did. There was... But which is cool. I'm not going to get into dowsing and all that. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's a gift of the spirit. That's something totally different. But and anyway, no, I don't yeah, think it was I know demonic what you're saying. either. Yeah. But but at the same time, we use it saying, "Well, people say, well, I have peace about this.' Right. I have peace right. about don't have that. a peace about that. No. Yeah. What yeah. what 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 you really have is your heart telling you what you already wanted to hear. Yeah, that's right. And you're going to blame it on God. Yeah. Yeah. Where where is peace is a real thing. Where like, mm-hmm. hey. I've been diagnosed with diphtheria, or my daughter died in a car wreck, right. or we've lost all of our money. Mm-hmm. And when we go to God, God promises us that every time we go to God and lay those things out mm-hmm. before the Lord, there is going to be a supernatural peace mm-hmm. that he will give us for a certain period of time. And we know that going back to what you said, mm-hmm. we, we know that because the word has communicated that to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And the word has also given us a process mm-hmm. by which we go to God and ask for that. Peace. Which is interesting when you use that example, and that's, of course, what comes to mind is we're actually looking for something objective, but we're using something subjective to uh, to, to measure by. In other words, yes. we're looking for God to give us a signal 
through this peace, but what what you're saying is the proper wor- use of that word, which is that God actually brings a calmness to us yes. in seasons of where we shouldn't be calm. Yes, N- n- yeah, yes, and it's yeah. something that we can reach out for, and yes. He does it through the Spirit. Yeah, Amen. And it, it frustrates me so often. I mean, to me, this is one of the greatest tools of believers mm. as we walk into a very chaotic world. In fact, I will say this: when 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 we use the term peace. In popular evangelicalism, we use it as a way to avoid the situations mm. that would make us uncomfortable. That's a great point. That would make it chaotic when really yeah. God calls us to set, like we talked about in the last podcast, he calls us to suffering. He calls yeah. us to sacrifice. And yeah. that's where we really need peace. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. In the midst of that. Yeah, and, and even, um, you know, this... Philippians 4 passage it begins right before verse 6, the Lord is at hand. Well, how do we know the Lord's presence in our life? Yes. It's through the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, and, and uh, the Spirit interacting with our spirit, as as the Scripture says. That's another subjective passage, you know. Yes. In fact, uh, thinking about why the Lord is with us, uh, what's the passage in Romans? Can you think of a passage in Romans where it talks specifically where the Spirit ministers to us about our relationship? Romans, is that Romans uh, 6 or Romans 8? I, I want to say Romans, Romans 8, 8, yeah. Which yeah. says what? Well, I don't know. You're looking it up just like I, I, I am I on am, my no, computer. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, to sound you know, more uh, yeah, spiritual yeah, yeah, as yeah, if yeah, I'm asking yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, we, we in the Rome, yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm looking at Romans eight. For all who are led by the Spirit of God mm-hmm. are sons mm-hmm. of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back of fear, but you have received the spirit of adoptions mm-hmm. as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Then sixteen, the Spirit Himself bears witness, bears witness with our right. spirit. Yeah, that's which right. I believe is that subjective that's experience. Subjective. Yeah. I am God's child. Right. But going back to your point, can we know that we are God's child? Unless the gospel first tells us that, what right. is the spirit actually doing? Yeah, well, it's applying that truth. That and, and <clears throat> you already mentioned this. The objective work being that we are regenerated um, first and foremost, and, and adopted into the family. Ephesians one and two, right? Right. But then there's this idea of the subjective, um, uh, what's sort of confirmation right. through the Word of God that that I am a child of God. And, yes, and so we have the human spirit and we can get into we don't need to get into all the dichotomy trichotomy conversation but the human spirit as ministered to by the holy spirit yes um who who dwells within us and i can't pretend to understand all of what that means yes um but experientially and and i i think you mentioned this at the beginning too just this idea of we're fearful of using that word experience because of the overuse in charismatic circles etc but but we don't want to deny what the scriptures say right that, that that we have an experience where we're as adopted sons we cry abba father the spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of god and there's times i've called out to god and said lord please remind me yes. i'm your child please yeah. please remind yeah. me and you're not doubting your, your salvation in that moment you're just saying lord i need that affirmation that confirmation right Right. yeah and i i think that we do miss out on on that now let me ask you this and this is where things get a a little bit dicey uh paging blackaby uh (laughs) um what do you say what do you believe about the leading of the holy spirit when someone says i'm going to see where the lord leads where do you come in on that and we may disagree a little bit on this yeah um I struggle I struggle with the phraseology mainly because I think that we 
that that God is clear that he's not going to lead us in any way that does not um th- does not work in concert with his word. So God's not going to lead me into an affair, right? Okay. Now, what define what you mean by the word lead? Well, that, I think that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. I, I think I think hang okay. on a second. <laughs> Yeah, so so God is going to lead me. He's going to direct me with truth. It's never going okay. to be a lie. Okay. You know? So lead means that I follow, right? Okay. So I am a follower of Christ. Um, I'm following God's leading because he has told me something. This is the direction of your life. So I once I once had one of a dear old saint in our, our church in Florida, the church I grew up in, not the church where I was youth pastor, you know, I said something to her, like, I'm just praying for God's will. And she said, well, Jason, God's will is clear. It's that you would be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Right. Now, how God is doing that is, you know, maybe our hands are kind of up in the air a little bit, like, what is he doing right now in order to conform the image of Christ? But if you're in obedience to him, um, you know, oftentimes when people say, I don't know what God's will is, I say, well, what's the wisest choice? Right. You know, another. Well, let's just use the example of a college. You know, um, I'm not sure which college I should go to. I'm waiting on the Lord's leading. Okay, right. is is there a gospel believing, gospel preaching, discipleship oriented church nearby with this school? Right. Well, which one? Which school? Uh, well, there's not at this school. Okay, the choice is clear. Then don't go to that school. Go to this one. Right. <laughs> because this is where they're. You know what I mean? So right. it's coinciding with truth in that way. I need to be at a good Bible believing, Bible preaching, discipleship oriented church. So that helps me with my choice. Um, or you know, okay, both of them have that option. Well, which one's giving you more money? Well, this one over here is. Well, that just makes sense that you would go to that one because there's you know. Well, I'm not really feeling the Lord's leading. Well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, I I think and it's interesting. Where I start to run into this, and this is, this is where it gets frustrating. You've heard it from missionaries. The Lord's really leading us to this field. Mm-hmm. And then about three years later, you find out they never made it to the mission field. Right, right. Was God wrong? Or right. um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I will see churches say the Lord has led us that we need to have five church plants. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I, to be honest, I, I think that is unfair yeah, and it is unethical because of this. You, right. you, by as soon as you say the Lord's leading us to do something, right? You are telling people you cannot challenge me as to the wisdom of this, right? Or whether this is godly. I am yeah. basically, you know, in poker, I'm, I'm, I'm showing, you know, five aces. Mm-hmm. I, I, no one's going to beat this. Jesus told me, and right. you know, to say, wait, but there's already churches there, or, yeah. you know. You wanted to go to the mission field. Are you sure you're prepared for this? Right. No, God told me. So that trumps right. everything else. And you bypass wise counsel. You bypass the word. You bypass all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're talking a little <laughs> bit here about what it is not. Can we think of other biblical examples of what the subjective activity well, of the spirit is? Uh, conviction of sin. Yes, that's a good one. That was one I was thinking of earlier. I yeah. I, I think I have felt con- it's it's funny. And I'll just give a very brief example. Um, when when the downloading thing was a big thing, I would never download movies or uh, music. Mm. You know that that's wrong. But I would download books. You know, it's like, well, I, I can read a book and then and then delete, delete it. Delete it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really no big deal. 
And I remember in the middle of my devotions one day, just reading through the Psalms, and it talked about stealing. And all of a sudden it hit me going, you're a thief, Gary. Mm. You are a thief. You are stealing from these people. And I mean, it hit me out of the blue and it hit me hard. Yep. And I went upstairs and deleted everything, you know, yeah. and, and uninstalled the and, and the app and everything. And and the Holy Spirit does that. Yeah. That's says, right. hey, what you're doing is wrong. Or or right. you know, the envy you're feeling, that's wrong. And mm-hmm. that's something that comes from outside of me. Yeah. I think it's interesting, you know, many times uh the sort of response to Psalm 51, where David is confessing his sin in verse um, 11, take not your Holy Spirit from me, as we'll see, look, that's an Old Testament passage, and the Holy Spirit could have left David. But I think it's interesting to see how, what what surrounds the context of that when David says that. Yes. It's, you know, he says in verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. The word spirit is used on either side of that. Right. And so, I I mean, perhaps there is some merit to this idea of, you know, it's the Old Testament that the spirit wasn't indwelling at that point. But I really think that what David is going after there is... I need the Spirit's conviction in my life. I mean, that's what this whole yes. psalm is about is he's, 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 his tears are his food and the night. You know what I mean? All these right. things, these ideas of, of the conviction of the Spirit. Don't take your Spirit away because I need that conviction in yes. my heart and life. And, and this is the way my heart is renewed is by the Spirit in, in cooperation with the Word and, and these kinds of things. So I think rather than getting into this theological nuance of is it David saying, you know, Lord, don't take your spirit away because, right. you know, I'm the king and I need the spirit the of God. theocratic anointing. Yeah, all that, all yeah. That, I mean, that could be part of it, but I think in, in reality he's saying, no, the spirit is is subjectively convicting me of my sin. Another great example of that, Psalm 139 at the very end, mm. you know, try my heart. Try my heart, that's right. He He's asking God to show him things about himself. Right. Right. That either he's unable or unwilling to see. And uh, again, I think there needs to be. What troubles me about all of this is believers, and especially, you know, evangelical, and I'm more dispensational than you are, and I, I recognize that, but Calvinistic, da 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 da, mm-hmm. we're not using the tools that God has given us, or to put it better, we're not using the relationships yes. that God has given us to actually bring richness. In fact, I will submit this. I think that one of the reasons why the worship wars are such a big deal is because we are looking for worship music experience to give us Mm. what is really supposed Mm. to be happening in our daily life with the Holy Spirit. So good, Gary. And, and, And just thinking about that point of conviction and, you know, test me, how often are we asking for the subjective experience, if you will, of the right. Spirit in that way. You know, I mean, I think we're really happy to come to church and say, oh, I really want to feel the Spirit move during the worship, but but am I asking, you know, what does Jesus say? The Spirit's going to come into the world and convict the world of sin. Right. Am I going to, am I asking the Spirit to convict me? Yes. I mean, so I want to have an experience with the Holy Spirit, eh, except for when it comes to the sin part, I don't really want to have to deal right. with my sin. So you, you see what no, I'm saying no, is the I, contra- I, I contrast there? Yeah. And, are we asking for that? Are, are we asking to yeah. feel miserable? Yeah, <laughs> um, if if I may be, but but but, but hopeful but, because yeah, the, the gospel be because yeah. brings forgiveness. Yeah, and we, we have to lay those things out. Yeah, and 
in in looking at that to to encourage people and again this goes back to the whole relational aspect mm-hmm. of 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 christianity how how does god speak to me it will it will he will he will never not speak to me through his word now there there's one other nuance i'll throw in there and this is something i'll talk with people about sometimes cuz they'll say gary i just felt really strong about this mm. or i just felt really and i don't know what to do with it yeah. i I, I do not doubt the fact that God works subjectively in people's lives to bring, you know, things, people to mind, stuff like that. But where I think it's unwise is when we make it authoritative because then mm-hmm. we make it equal mm-hmm. with biblical revelation. Yeah. So if someone sits there and says, man, I woke up in the middle of the night and I just felt like I really had to pray for someone, yeah. you know, I think it's the spirit. I don't challenge that at all. Right, right. But at the same time, be careful to make it authoritative. Yeah. Because God doesn't give us the criteria yep. to distinguish those things. Yeah, and, and to your point, I think that if we, you know, here later on, let's say that, you know, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and Gary Gear was the first person to come to mind, so I prayed for him. That's because I, I was standing the, at the foot of your bed. Yeah, just staring, <laughs> just at, staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jason. <laughs> but if I find out later, you know, you say, well, what time was that? Oh, it was 2.30 in the morning. Man, I was really struggling at 2.30 in the morning, you know, and, and we hear those kind of stories. And then it's kind of we spray it with the divinity perfume and, and this is of God or whatever. Well, yeah, we can say it's of God, but why can't we just say, well, that was providential. But that goes back to what you said originally. It's God who works in you to will and and to do. Right. God's always doing exactly. That. That's the point. Is that it's if we can if we can sometimes get a glimpse of providence. Let's not yeah. let's not all of a sudden say that's authoritative or this is revelation yeah. or something like that. Right. And I mean, yeah. If if I mean going to the ultimate application of that, every time you and I decide to do something good or Christ-like, mm-hmm. it's always been because God has pushed us towards Ephesians that. Ephesians 2.10. He has yes. laid it out beforehand. Yes. yes. Yeah. And we yeah. realize, you know, we're just, you know, we're, we're, we're just walking along while the Lord's doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that may be a subjective part of the spirit working as well. We're, we're, we're prompted. And that's another thing we could go into is what, what do we mean by the spirit's prompting? Uh, again, God works providentially in our lives, and so if it was the Spirit, if it wasn't the Spirit, I mean, like you said, the Spirit's always working. If we get a glimpse of that, that you know, suddenly I feel a need to call so and so and tell them, "Hey, I've been praying for you," and they say, "Well, man, I've really been struggling. That means so much to me." Yeah. It's not, "Oh, wow, look at how spiritual I am." It's no, I happen to get a glimpse of God's providence in that moment. Right. He, he, in a sense. However, this works, and I think that's another aspect of this. Is I'm not sure how this subjective thing works, but in that moment, he just revealed. I don't mean that in the in the special revelation way, right. but but he just happened to pull the veil back for a second and say, "I want you to see that I am working, but I'm yeah. always working." Yes, yeah, he's never stopped, and yeah. I I think that this is why good theology is so important <clears throat> because it enables us to approach God's word. Or to approach leading in in a way where our confidence always is in God, you know, with yeah. with with the uh, the the sufficiency of Scripture, right? And the infallibility of Scripture, um, the idea of being united with Christ through the Holy Spirit, the fact of being indwelt by the Spirit, baptized mm-hmm. by Him. Mm-hmm. It is those truths that then push us to say, okay, what does my life actually look like? Yeah. As opposed, and 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 the danger, of course, in just working out an algorithm of what I believe. What are we doing? How yeah. how does that enter re- relationally at that? Yeah, point? yeah, it's a good point. So let me let me just. We have a few minutes left here. Let me kind of turn the tables back to the idea of 
uh, the charismatic or Pentecostal kind of approach to subjectivism. And let's just let's just play this scenario out as a, as pastors here. Somebody in your congregation comes to you and says, "Hey, listen, I uh, I just went to this big conference and I really uh, felt the Spirit moving and I spoke in tongues." Um, and now I really know the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. How would you respond to that? Oh, man, that's difficult because I have had those conversations recently. Okay. Um, you did not, not tell not, me anything, so no, I'm no, not no, bringing it, that up. It, for... it isn't from people in my church. It's, okay. from, it's from believers outside yeah. of the church or, or yeah. charismatic. And I'm just saying you didn't I, betray I, I, any I, confidences. You didn't ask no, me to ask that no, question. No. That was totally— And I, I didn't say anything at the point because they didn't really want to discuss it. But right. If it was from people, in fact, from people within our congregation, if they would, if they would address it that way, um, I, I guess it depends upon the person. Mm-hmm. But why in the world would God have us say things about Him that we could not understand? Mm-hmm. If 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 His glory is more important than anything else, mm-hmm. why would He do that? Yeah, yeah. Sure. What's what's or what, even delay the experience of the Holy Spirit until this point? In other yes. words, um, what whatever it was you experienced there, why are you saying this is where now suddenly you've experienced the Holy right. Spirit? You know, right? the The idea of the Spirit working at, at all times. And yeah. I, again, we have to ask ourselves, and this goes back to to the bigger question: What is the role of experience in our Christian life? And I have right. some sympathy for our charismatic brothers and sisters, yeah, because they, how do I say this? Um, they their souls are hungry, yeah. But where I get frustrated is they're looking for a shortcut, yeah. And I think as well the the letdown of I didn't experience today what I wanted to experience. And and this is the only category I have for experiencing the Holy Spirit Yes, is, is this category alone. So we, we said, kind of said at the beginning, you know, I just didn't feel the spirit moving in worship and, and you can maybe put any kind of a tag on that and say, right. well, well, hang on. I love your, I love your phrase here, Gary, that you said the Holy Spirit is always working. Um, and let's look at the scriptures to see, what that experience ought to look like yes. before we decide this is the only category in which I can experience the Spirit. Yes. Any closing remarks as we wrap no, up our time no, here? No, but I, w- I would just say this to our You just said no, well, and now I, you're giving a closing okay, remark. yes, it is. I am blind. <laughs> I, I would just really encourage our listeners, the, the passages that we brought up today, go through them, think through them, pray through them. Yeah. And... And there's a richness there in relationship with Christ Mm -hmm. if we pursue what Scripture says about it and not look for the shortcuts. Yeah. Any resources that you might point to? I know we have Sinclair Ferguson on the Holy Spirit. On on the Holy Spirit is just excellent. Yeah, yeah. And and there's there's older Puritan works where they talk about the experiential Christian life. I can't come up with any titles off the top of my head, but perhaps I'll I'll throw some in the in the show notes as I am able to come up with some titles but. yeah well uh john john owens uh his uh i've got the book right here in fact okay. as far as communing with christ okay uh yes yeah communion with the triune god with by john owen good and yes i'm showing it to the microphone so the microphone yeah. can see yeah it. Uh, yeah, anything by John Owen uh, on experiential Christianity is great. It'll take you some time to get through because yes, he's a very thick get, writer. Get one of the newer editions with where the, they, cl- they clean, clean up, up the, the language, but, but they tighten it up. Yeah, <laughs> all the swearing John yeah, Owen swearing did John back Owen. in the. 
yeah, in the day. Um, so yeah, very, very good, Gary. We'll, we'll maybe add some more resources in there. Well, listen, we're so grateful for you stopping in and listening to our conversation. Uh, really, that's just what Gary and I do. We kind of just talk back and forth and have these conversations and let you guys listen in. If you have any comments that you'd like to add, please go to walcarpradio.wordpress.com uh, or reach out to us to facebook.com slash radio. We would appreciate if you go over to iTunes and leave us a rating over there. It helps people uh, find us. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you next time. Yeah.